Welcome to That's So Romantical. We are two sisters that love to discuss all the romantic things from books to movies and more. We just love talking about love. Hi, Heather. Hey, Amber. Okay, so did you know that if you go on to Goodreads, it will tell you how many books you read in a year? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so I'm curious. How many books did you read last year? Okay, well, now you have to, tell, have to go find where they tell me that. Okay, so you go to Goodreads, and then you have to go to your books, and then it will say your 2022 year in books. Oh, yeah. Okay, twenty Like underneath your shelves, underneath Kindles. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. see it. Do you want to guess? How, okay. many do you think, how many do you think I read? I think you read 40. Okay, so I'm guessing you read 40. No, I didn't. Um, I read more than that. Did you read more than that? Okay, so actually, I think my number is wrong. I think I ha- I didn't record all of my books into Goodreads because mine says I only read thirty one books. <gasps> I know, I know, right? You don't even qualify to be on this podcast. No, just kidding. How dare you read only maybe three books a month? How dare you? I, but I think that that's wrong because when I looked at the books that it said that I read. I noticed that there were some missing. So I need to go through and like officially add. I don't know if it, if like I didn't put down a date or something when I read it or something yeah. like that. So I'm going to have to go back through and um, fix that. But a friend of mine said that uh, on Instagram, she said that she read like 50 something books this year. And I looked at my 30 books and I'm like, what, how, how can she have read almost twice as much as I did? That's why I started looking at my list. But Okay. Well, I read according to this, and I think you're right. I don't think it's entirely correct because I know I know for a fact when I was looking for some books, it didn't show up on my read list. I'm like, I know I read that. So I had to figure out why it wasn't showing up. So I think, um, so it may not be entirely correct, but according to this, I've read 58 books. Wow. Yeah. I've read a lot of books. Yeah. In 2022, 58 books so that is how many it's almost twice what mine says my mine says I only read 31 books of yeah. course I did do a couple rereads um because there was some series that I you know needed to catch up you know read so but yeah like on my list it doesn't say that I read the ballad of never after which I did mm. so I know for sure that there are some books missing so I'm, it's, it's just going to take me a little time to go through and kind of figure out which ones those are. Yeah. So I think there's 52 weeks in a year. So according to this, I read a book, pretty much a book a week. Wow. Does that sound right? No, I don't know how I, mm. how I did that. Some books, I mean, a few of them, like a handful might've been like, I didn't finish, like I started it and didn't finish, but usually I very rarely do not finish a book. I probably did read like more than one book. A week sometimes some books if I do like a series I'll read I maybe I could do like two mm-hmm. in a week if I'm yeah. vacation and stuff like that but yeah so that's quite a bit I don't know what my reading goal should be for 2023 I don't set reading goals do you set reading goals? I don't no I don't me neither so anyway. I know some people who do but no I'm like if I set the goal and I fail at it, I'll just feel like a failure. So why set a goal? <laughs> why set goals ever? Maybe I should set my goal super low. Next year, I'm going to read 12 books. That's one book a month. 
There you go. Hey, actually this year it's 2023 already. So that'd be this year. Yeah. But you know what? I think reading two books a month is a good goal, but I don't think I do that. I think I read more than two books a month. So, mm -hmm. so next question is of all those 50, what did you say? 58 books that you read ish, mm -hmm. which was your, which were your favorites? Okay. So how I did this is I went through my, my list of the books I read and this is how I figured out like, cause I knew there were some that I knew for sure I loved. So I was looking for them. I'm like, Oh, what did I star them? Cause on Goodreads, you can start one to five on your rating of how you rating the books. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go look at my fives. So there were some that I knew were my favorites and they weren't on my list. And I was like, how is that possible? Mm. So it didn't, it didn't register that I had read it. And okay. so it didn't have yeah, like maybe that's date, my problem. A date of me being mm -hmm. finished. It didn't like, usually when I'm done with my Kindle, it'll like automatically like show up. If I don't click mm -hmm. all the way to the end of the book, that little screen oftentimes doesn't come up if you're on the Kindle and you can see that. People who actually read book books, like they have to do some work to plug this in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't automatically pop up on Goodreads. I know. So what I did is I went through and I determined how many of the books that I read this year I marked as five star. And then from there, I like narrowed it down. And I actually didn't have quite that many five star books as I thought I did. Because five stars, the ultimate, lots of four stars, but not that many five yeah. stars. So yeah, once I same. got the, the five stars I and I then narrowed it down, I chose four. Basically, I kind of thought like one for each season, but I realized like not really. They kind of, they don't really categorize someone for each season. I picked my top four and had to narrow it down. I think I had like maybe eight books that I did five stars. So from there I had to kind yeah. of narrow it down. Yeah. And I did four. Actually, I had more than eight because there is an author that I really, I, that I discovered that I told you I want to do a podcast on because I want mm -hmm. to convince you to read all of her books. Okay. <laughs> yes. And so basically all of her books I read of her because I binged her, like they were like all five stars. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to pick one at first. Okay. So anyway, so that's my, I have four. Do you have four? Okay. No. Well. And how did you determine I'm almost exactly the same as you. I, I went through, I did what you did. I, I went through my Goodreads list and I picked out, I kind of did it in the order of um, most recent. And then I looked at the five stars, but like I said, some of them were probably missing. So I don't know if this is a completely accurate list of my top three. I, so I picked three. I actually, same as you, I had eight five-star books in 2022. Mm. I'm really stingy with my five stars. And so I only had eight, but I was able to narrow that down because one of them, one of the, well, three of my five stars were from the same author. They're from Sarah Adams. And so I just picked my favorite of those books. So I've narrowed it down to three and then I kind of have like an honorable mention. So maybe I've got four. <laughs> okay. Who do you want to start? Why don't you go first? You've got okay. four. The first one on my list is actually a book I read a year ago in January of last year, kicked off my year with this book. And it's called Just Haven't Met You Yet by Sophie Cousins. I know you read that book as well because I read it, loved it, told you to read it. And I think it was, we, it was really good. And we talked about it on this podcast. So I don't know how we talked about it. If you've been listening, this might sound familiar to you. So I love this book. It was a surprise to me because it's a new author and going into it. There was some twists and turns in the story. It was kind of unexpected. Mm -hmm. I really loved that. 
there was a slow burn, some cute surprises, a story of a girl who's going to an island for a business trip to do, um, uh, she was doing like a story or some research there and she, her bag gets switched with a gentleman on the plane flight or the air, in the airport and he's super attractive and she thinks this is my, this is my true love, this is this guy and this is like the meet cute fate exchanging you know switching our bags so she's trying well, to find... she opens it she opens up his suitcase and inside <laughs> are all the things that she imagines the perfect man would have or own. yes right and so then so she's going around the island trying to get her bag back and also find this man and so she befriends this cab driver named ted who i mean when she first meets something he's just like this grumpy old man she meets him at night and whatever, but comes to find out that he's actually not really grumpy and he's not old. And they develop this cute relationship and friendship and emerges and, and she does meet the guy. And, and so I don't want to do, I don't want to give it away if everyone hasn't read this book, but I really recommend it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. What, you know, and it's interesting as I was looking at my list, I typically like to read fantasy but two of my top three weren't. So I think that's interesting. Okay. So give me one but, of yours. Okay. So my number three. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go from, I'm going to three, two, one. Oh, and okay. And then if we have time, I can talk about some of my honorable mentions. But okay. number three is All My Rage by Saba Tahir. So she, she wrote the Ember in the Ashes series, which you and I both really loved. So I was kind of curious about this one. It's a contemporary. So it's a little bit of a different genre for her. Um, and I was a little nervous going into it. I have talked about it on the podcast before, but it, she just did a really good job, I think, of bringing this, this story, these, the lives of these two teenagers, you know, to the, on the page. She just does a really wonderful job at evoking lots of emotions and feelings and just portraying the struggles that they go through. There are, you know, a few sensitive issues that she presents in the story, um, but she does it in a very tactful way. This story reminded me a lot of Colleen Hoover books. Um, and I know you love Colleen Hoover. Um, she's a really popular author. So I was pleasantly surprised with it and I ended up giving it five stars. So that's my number three. Okay, my next one, and I'm going to remind the list in the order that I read them through the year. Um, my next one is called Compared by Courtney Keisel. And also, I know you read this because I told you you have to read it. It was a, That was a cute one. <laughs> yes, and I think I, I might have like hinted to this, like known about it, but I've totally solidified that I love the trope of the school teacher. And the school teacher falling in love, whether the school teacher is falling in love with like the student's parent or with a coworker or whatever. I just like the, I like the character of the school teacher and it might have something to do with my own personal life because I do work in a school and I'm a guest educator. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but the comparator is really cute because it's about a story of this young, um, I think she was like a second or third grade teacher who kind of has this like secret admiring crush on one of the fathers of her student and their paths cross and it's just a cute story of how of how they fall fall in love I mean it's like it's I think it's predictable like you know that they're gonna like end up together there's not really any twist or anything like that so he's a widower and so and he has kids and so it's like trying to navigate through that kind of scenario of of him being ready to date again and to date her and 
her kids loving her, his kids loving her as a teacher and, and him opened himself up to that and, and her feeling like she can go into his world and be a parent to the kids. Anyway, it was, I thought it was really cute. It had, it was a clean, it's a clean book, but still was, has some pretty steamy kisses and moments and stuff. I thought, and it was, I like loved it. So. Yeah, that was a cute one. I'm curious if you have, did you like pin characters? So Amber and I have a pin board where we, if there's a book we like, we'll pin pictures of our characters that we can find models or celebrities or just people, yeah. you know, usually on Pinterest that we found it. I'm just curious if you were able to find characters. I, oh my gosh. I don't remember if I did. I don't think I did for those. You do, you do that a lot better than I do. So Courtney Keisel, this is part of a, she calls it the sweet rom-com series. And I read all of the books in that series. And I really liked, I think there was like three. And I read all three of them, really enjoyed all three of them. And she has a few other books out that I am interested in reading. So she's also a, an author that I discovered that I really liked as well. Okay, so my number two, I actually had three books make five stars for me. So I, I picked my favorite, Sarah Adams. I gave her the three books that I read of her this year. I, I gave all of them five stars, but my favorite of the three was The Cheat Sheet. That's just a cute rom-com. I wasn't expecting to love it as much. It was my first Sarah Adams book and it's the friends to love her trope, which you and I both are sort of don't love. And I think maybe going into that, I made my expectations were low and she was a new author. I didn't know what to expect, but I've read books since then and I've enjoyed all of her books, but the cheat sheet was my favorite. There's some fantastic kissing scenes in there. Clean. It's a clean book. It was really good. Really well done. I enjoyed both of those characters so much. So that was my number two. Yeah, that was such a good one. I mean, I love Sarah Adams. I've pretty much given five stars to almost all the books she's read. If it wasn't a five, it was like a four. Um, she's so good. And she has a book that she's working on, the one that's actually coming out in 2023. I'm excited to read of her. So she's been promoting. All right. My next one is called Four Months, Three Words by C.W. Farnsworth. And I haven't even heard you talk about this book. I've never even heard of it before. I I'm do. curious. Okay. It is one of the tropes that I like. It's the um, the football player character. It's actually really cool. It's a football player and a princess character. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's, you'd be like, how does that work out? But it's so cute. So she actually is a princess from some made up country somewhere. And she has to take the throne because her of her father's health is not well it's not good and so she has to take the throne and in order for her to take the throne the law is she has to be married so there's kind of like this arranged marriage situation for her and the fear that she can marry this other person but she says before she does that because she's just graduated high school she's about to start college she asks her father if she could just have like a semester as like a normal like college girl and so they say you, they agree to do that just for one semester they kind of vetted out which schools would be safe for her to go to so one of the she picked like four schools and one of the schools that she picked was like this pretend I mean this fictional university like in I think it was like Wyoming or something like that and so she goes to this university for a semester and she has like a bodyguard that's like an undercover that's as her like her cousin 
and stuff like that. So she goes there and she's just wanting to live this one semester as a college life. Um, but she bumps into the quarterback of the university and he's like, it's like he's finishing up his last year of college and he's like going to go off and be recruited by the NFL. Like he has a big future for himself in, in football. He's like the king of the campus and she bumps into him and she thinks he's like a jerk because he kind of like says this like obnoxious thing and she kind of spouts something back. But anyway, so she, and she's a runner. So she's running and, and he runs too and their paths cross and he's just kind of really intrigued by her, but she's trying to avoid him and trying to, and so anyway, so they, but he's interested in her and, and it's their story of how they, how they um, get together, but it's a problem because she's supposed to leave. She leaves after a semester and she has to go off and become a queen of this country and get married. So, I mean, what are you going to do? How, how is that going to resolve? And he's, he's going <laughs> to be recruited by the NFL, you know, so it's really cute. You should read it. And I know okay. I told you, I've told you about this. You know, as you were, as you were telling me or saying what the synopsis was, it was sounding familiar. So I think I just didn't recognize the, the title of it. What was it called again? <clears throat> four months, three words. Cause it's four months. She's only, she's only in America for four months. And so. And three words, three words. Like I love you four months, oh. three words, okay. falling, basically falling in love in four months. I liked her as an author. I read a few of her other books that she has out and I really enjoyed those as well. So I think I'll continue to keep her on my radar, but she does have quite a list of books that I'll probably keep circling back to and mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, good. Sounds cute. And it sounds totally up your alley. Princesses <laughs> and football players. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's an Amber thing. Okay. So drum roll. Can you hear my drum roll? I can hear it. I don't know if anyone <laughs> else fingers. can, but I can hear it. Ouch. How do people drum roll? Doesn't that hurt your fingers? Okay, my poor little knuckles. My number one book for 2022, I read it actually pretty early on. It was one of my first books of the year. And it's called The Kinder Poison by Natalie May. And it's a fantasy. It's actually a trilogy. So I haven't completed the series yet. The The final book comes out in, in February. And oftentimes I don't like to... Sometimes I'll give less stars at first to a series because I don't know how it's going to turn out. I like to know how it all resolves. I like, like to know the ending to know if it's worth a five-star read. But I went ahead and just gave this one a five-star read anyway because it had so many of the things that I love. Like I said, it's a fantasy. And I told you this before. I I feel like I could relate to her a lot. She's sort of naive and kind of gets herself into these situations that she doesn't know really how to deal with. And she keeps putting her foot in her mouth, kind of innocent. I mean, gets taken advantage of a little bit. But she's also kind of, she's pretty smart and brave. And she's also kind and good. And so I really liked that the heroine, that the, that she was, that she had these qualities. But it also has brothers that are kind of both vying for the kingdom. There's a sister in there as well. So the three siblings have to compete on this race across the desert. Whoever gets there first with the human sacrifice becomes the next ruler. And the human sacrifice is the main character girl. And so... Wow, that's intense. <laughs> it's a little intense. But there's... 
there's just a lot of good scenes. The brother, I like both of the brothers. It's, you know, she's kind of making connections actually with all the siblings, becoming friends with them or hating them or loving them. And so there's a lot of emotions getting tangled up. The one of the brothers is kind of dark and I like those dark characters, those, those gray characters. And so for him, I'm really curious to see what his character ends up doing in the final book to see if he is going to kind of go the dark path or if there's going to be some redemption for him. I don't know. I'm really curious. Some Oftentimes I have a feeling for these things and this one I think I know which way it's going to go but I don't know if I'm that's my hope that's you know making me think that you could be devastated. It, there's a chance I could be very devastated. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to prepare myself for it but mm-hmm. also there was parts in the book that actually made me laugh out loud and parts that made me feel so I feel like it had everything that I look for when I'm reading a book. So that was my number one. And you are supposed to read that soon. I am. I'm I'm gonna read it. I have it from the library. Okay. It's on my it's on my Kindle. I have that and book two. Because you told me because I want to go back to back. So I am starting it this week. I'm gonna start this week. I promise you. Well, I hope I didn't like build it up too much for you. Cause then you know how when you get your expectations up really high and then you read the book and you're like, oh, that wasn't that's not what I was expecting. So I hope well, that and you don't love fantasy as much as I do. So you may not love it as much as I do, but I think it'll give us some good things to talk about. Yes. You have not, for the most part, I can't even think of a time where you have failed me in these fantasy series. You've always, I've pretty much been right there with you. So I am excited to read that one. I was like, it's almost like a gift, you know, like when you've read it and you've loved it, I'm so excited because I know like I'm probably going to love it too when I get this whole new, this gift of this world and this experience that I get to start. Okay. Well, this is my fourth book. I read this in the Christmas time. And again, it's one of those where I told you, you have to read it. So basically all of these books, except the one, I told you, you have to read all these and you did mm-hmm. that one book. So this one, I told you, you have to read this one because I felt like it was the ultimate Christmas romantic book. And it's called Faking Christmas by Cindy Steele. And I binged on Cindy Steele in December. (laughs) I read, I think, everything that she has. And I loved it. I loved all of it. So that's when I was like, I think I was like, you have to read this. And I want to do, I want to do a podcast on her books. But I loved Faking Christmas. I know you've read it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was super cute. Um, It had the trip. I read it like right at Christmas time. And so it just felt so perfect. Yes. I think it really encompassed all those things that you're wanting to read in a cute, romantic Christmas book. Trope because they're both teachers. She doesn't really like him as a teacher. She thinks he's annoying. It comes to find out that she goes on this family Christmas trip and her co-worker recommended her to go to this place for Christmas with her family. Come to find out it's owned by this rival male teacher. It's owned by his family. And I was like, what are the chances of that happening? But then I realized, oh, the coworker pretty much set it up. Like, go to this. And she did. So she realized, like, you set me up. You knew that his family owned this. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I didn't know he owned it. I just heard him talking about it. So I figured, you know. So I thought, okay, that's that's how they ended up at this cute. In the, it's kind of like the, a like, Christmas village. Yeah, resort. Christmas village resort cabin. And it was, I'm like, wherever it is, I want to go there. He was adorable. And they were super cute. They're just fake relationships. They're teachers, fake relationships in this really idyllic setting with family. Well, you know what my favorite part was? Well, maybe not my favorite, but the part that I remember the most that sticks out to me is just the very beginning. 
So she she writes an email to her friend complaining about him and all the things that's wrong you know all the all the um you know he's not cute and which actually he is but you know she's saying all these things about him but she sends it to the wrong email and it actually goes to him and then his response is just to cut he, he uses it like a like he's grading a paper because he's an english teacher and so he sends yeah, it back are. Yeah, so he sends it back with all his like little comments and remarks about, you know, her bad grammar or this or that. So yeah. I thought that was a really cute way to start the book. Yeah, he teased her really cute. And I kind of got a hunch from the beginning, like, he kind of probably likes her. Um, she's just being difficult. And but he's being really patient and cute with her, which he was through the whole story. So I totally recommend that as like a Christmas, a, a cute Christmas book to read. And anything that Cindy still writes is going to be laughs and smiles and warm fuzzies and cute interactions and chemistry between her characters so those are my top books for 2022 awesome well I'm looking forward to 2023 more books more stories more fun my I'll I'll just mention my honorable mention was Royal Captive by Heather Frost it's part of an ongoing series so I want to find out how the whole series concludes to see because I I did give it five stars and I've enjoyed all the books so far I'm just kind of curious to see how that series ends but Mm -hmm. yeah that's my honorable mention yeah some super good reads in 2022 hope to find some more fun good reads in 2023 yeah I'm looking forward to that books I've been waiting for some some series to conclude some authors books that are coming out so again hopefully when we come across good stories or good books or good authors whatever we need a we need a podcast about it Mm -hmm. yes absolutely so anyway it was a good year and it's always fun to reflect back on the stories and reshare those so hopefully you know whoever's listening can pick up some of those books and read them too yeah here's to 2023 yay (laughs) (laughs) all right amber i will talk to you later talk to you later bye bye